Welcome to Impacting Jamaica, where we shine the spotlight on the many but often ignored positive happenings, activities, projects and investments at every level across every sector to inspire, motivate and excite people everywhere. Impacting Jamaica is powered by the Philip and Christine Gore Family Foundation, the Jamaica Public Service Company, Manpower and Maintenance Services Limited, Red Stripe, Kyramed and Proven Investments Limited. My name is Keisha Hill and welcome to Impacting Jamaica. For nearly 43 years, Race and Staff Community Development Foundation has been working in communities, building a bridge of human care and understanding. Joining us today is Sandrina Davis. She's the Chief Executive Officer at the Grace and Staff Community Development Foundation. Ms. Davis, thank you so much for joining us on Impacting Jamaica. Thank you for having me, Keisha. It is a pleasure. All right. So, what are the objectives, mission, and core values of the Grace and Staff Community Development Foundation? And how important is it for these objectives to be met in the sphere of the Jamaican landscape? Thank you for asking, Keisha. I'm very happy to answer that question. Uh, Grace and Staff really seeks to help persons. That's our main mission. We want to relieve poverty and distress among the poor and the unemployed, particularly through access to education and general community development. Uh, in, in the 1970s, when the foundation started, uh, they really worked on developing skill sets of community members, and they did that through micro loans, small business projects. But the, the work of the foundation transitioned into educational programs. And we believe that, you know, supporting the educational aspect of the community really leads to greater sustainability and transformation. Um, with, with the steady leadership by our chairman, who is also the group CEO for Grace Kennedy, Mr. Don Webby, along with our committed board members and our team members, the vision that we have for the foundation is young people achieving their optimum potential and meaningfully participating in their own development, the development of the community, and contribute to the development of others. Uh, we, we, we completely agree that the, the youth are the future, and so we're heavily invested in their development. As our mission, um, it is to contribute to nation building by supporting community development through partnerships in education and empowerment activities while utilizing the voluntary support of Grace Kennedy staff and affiliates. For, for, for our objectives, um, four, four main objectives truthfully, one to relieve poverty, suffering and distress among the poor and unemployed in underserved communities by providing resources to access quality education. Um, the second one is to promote community development within these same communities through educational support and emotional support of our children, empowering our parents. The third objective is to promote and encourage knowledge, creativity, and appreciation with respect to the high school curriculum um, through the operation of our homework centers. And lastly, we want to encourage youth to identify and to make use of opportunities that will allow them to develop their personal, their life skills, and to have healthy conflict resolution within their communities. Um, because we're linked to the Grace Kennedy Company, who has this deep we care mantra, uh, we also have that as part of our core. 
um, that we that we care. And this is a shared vision of our staff and the leaders. Um, and we want Jamaica land we love to just develop to its fullest potential. I think that the willingness of our staff who make monthly contributions voluntarily from their salaries, which is then matched by the company, that unique model underscores that we care. And um, Grace Kennedy's core values of honesty, integrity, and trust is also fully embraced by the work of Grace and Staff Community Development Foundation. Wow, the Grace Kennedy Staff and Community Development Foundation, it seems to be doing a lot of work and you have some very clear and defined objectives. You mentioned four uh, objectives that you go by and I would love for you to tell us how is the foundation meeting these requirements and fulfilling these mandates? Well, Kisha, the, the foundation's mission, the vision, the objectives, for us, they indicate a consistent focus on holistic development of the communities that we serve. I'll reference um, the Honorable Douglas Arin when he was speaking at our recent Grace Candy lecture, he reminded everyone in the room that we have a responsibility to light a candle instead of cursing the darkness. We believe that each day for us at the foundation, um, we inch closer to seeing naturally our audacious vision, but the success stories that we receive from our beneficiaries that we work with over the years, that is the evidence that we are certainly meeting our, our requirements, that we're certainly fulfilling our mandate, and that we are step-by-step, bit-by-bit, achieving our mission. We know that it's not a short-term work, and we're totally in it for the long haul. All right, so you have outlined for us some of the more important ways in which uh, the Grace and Staff Community Development Foundation is fulfilling its mandate, right? Now, the foundation embraces charitable causes that are relevant to the betterment of the Jamaican people and the development of our nation's people. You mentioned some of the core areas, which are education, community outreach, development, and volunteerism. Um, can you give us a little summary of each area of focus? I'd love to do that. So as we said before, nation, nation building is our main priority. And you mentioned the areas, volunteerism, community development, and education support. Um, we have a unique model. And I mentioned it earlier that, you know, staff contribute voluntarily from their salary. The company matches that. That fund um, filters into the work that we do. One of the things I want to start out by sharing is I don't know if everybody knows this, but a part of our team, we have three social workers and one counseling psychologist. And those, those key persons are critical to the work that we do because we're really not just putting band-aids on problems. You know, we're interested in finding out the root cause um, and then kind of helping to move forward. So as our little areas of focus, naturally because education is a, is a big part, we have the tuition support that we, that we have that program that we run where we help high school and tertiary students with the costs associated with their education. Filtered down into that, those same students now have access to the homework centers that we have across the island, and I'll flesh those out in a little bit. Outside of that, we have a STEM center where students can access information that exposes them to science and technology and engineering and arts and mathematics. There is the psychosocial support aspect of what we offer where students, parents, community members, even staff can access counseling. And then on the, the broad tenet of community development and volunteerism, we really offer lots of parenting workshops. Um, we support activities that 
that are being held by the different community groups. We have our little summer camps. There's a major Christmas outreach that we do every year. And also we provide emergency relief to community members, whether in the form of help with medical expenses or food, which is a very big part of, you know, what we what, what the company our, our parent company does. So we try to make sure that everything is actually linked. That's so they're not operating in separate. So if we have our tuition support program, really what happens, a student will apply. Um, when we look at these applications, we are making our short lists. We are interviewing with the students and their families. During those sessions, we're identifying through asking the right questions, um, what are the issues? What are the things that this family is facing that could cause, even if we pay a school fee, that the student may not get to their fullest potential. When we identify those areas, we start to work with the families to see how we can help in those areas as well. So they may they may get help from us to pay their fees, but they have to come to counseling. They have to go to the different state agencies that we refer them to so that the likelihood of the student being successful is stronger. Our social workers then follows up with these um, families to make sure things are progressing the way we want it to. We invite the parents to the workshops. We have the tutoring and the extra classes at the homework center. Um, and because these centers are so set up that they cater to the holistic needs of young people, then they are developing in other ways as well. And they're learning other ways to respond to problems, you know, different from what they would see every day in their communities. Um, the centers are across Kingston, St. Catherine, Westmoreland. So just to share, we have the Lick Center, which is Learning Institute of Central Kingston, and that's on Tower Street in downtown. We have, in partnership with the Barbican Baptist Church, there's a homework center on that church property. Over in Majestic Gardens, in partnership with St. Andrew's Settlement, we have a homework center in that community as well. And in Spanish Town, we have one in De La Vega City and one in Quarry Hill. And we also have one in Sablamar um, on our meats processing plant. And I mentioned before that we have the STEM center, which is on Water Lane in downtown. So we really have looked into what makes up the formula for the successful student, for the, the, the more supported family. And we want to be able to fill those gaps so that the likelihood of the student doing well is even greater as it were. No, talked about linkages, right? So once we're working with the students and working with the parents, naturally we will have a good rapport within the community. We will be able to build a trust. And so when community groups and schools and churches reach out to us to partner, whether for sponsorship or to utilize our resources, we're able to assess and give that support. And with all of that that's happening, naturally we would now have a good base of volunteers. And so our volunteers come from the communities themselves um, Grace Kennedy staff, volunteers also as mentors and tutors, and we continue to grow our volunteer, our volunteer base. How are the projects that you fund reviewed, especially the education project, and what are some of the general criteria for eligibility? Well, Keisha, one of the things that I started with at the beginning was talking about the idea of us caring. Um, we care about everybody care about the communities and really and truly in our heart of hearts we, we always want to help everybody right but the truth is generally you're constrained by budget by different things so I'll start by saying our main focus area our main locations of focus for want of a better term would be underserved communities that are within 
the vicinity of a Grace Kennedy office, a Grace Kennedy factory. So wherever Grace Kennedy has operations, those are our primary persons, right? But over the years, we've been able to stretch and to have a reach right across the island. Um, for our education support programs, and I touched a little bit on it earlier, um, for secondary or tertiary students whose parents or, guard, or guardians are experiencing financial challenges, but have the potential to excel, whether academically or in a particular skill area, because we know that there are students who may not aspire to be scientists, you know, but play instruments or so on. Um, those are the persons that we're looking for. They all have to apply. Um, sometimes the referrals come through the schools. Sometimes it comes through a community leader. Um, sometimes our social workers refer these persons. Um, and once that happens, we have the interview process, the, the discussion and the decision-making process, the relevant forms um, that we tell the parents what we will do, what our commitment is. And they also have some commitments to us as well when they join um, our program. For community-based projects, these are evaluated on an individual basis. Um, so there's no broad brush. Every request is looked at on an individual basis and ideally the type of project who is going to benefit and certainly if the project aligns with our mission and our values then once we're able to support it we go right ahead and support it there is a real thrust to try and make sure that we touch as many people as we can um, the communities that we serve their their deepest desire is that their kids do better than them that their kids go further than they've ever gone and so we've had a lot of support behind our education our education program because everybody wants the next generation to do better and to go further um and so yeah that's 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 mainly how it works for us with our projects and our programs and i talked a little bit about the fact that if the student does well in other areas and so two of our homework centers actually have music rooms on them um, that we got support from from the Bob Marley Foundation so they can learn instruments, learn to sing, learn to play and develop their talents as well. All right, so eligibility comes from persons who are in underserved communities surrounding Grace Kennedy offices and you're close to some of those there in downtown Kingston. Um, can you give us some of the names of those that are close to the ones in proximity downtown? Yeah, man. So, so we're talking about Parade Gardens, um, Road Gardens, Rose Gardens. We're talking about Tel Aviv. You understand? We're talking about Ray Town. We're talking about Franklin Town. Um, those communities that are close. And as I said before, stretch far and wide. Um, our education support program has grown rapidly over the last four years. We have students on our programs across the island in the West, in Manchester, in Saint Elizabeth, because. We receive the requests and we do our best to ensure that as much as we can support, we support. But right in our backyard is our main focus. All right. And they said the saying is that you have to learn to dance a yard before you go abroad. So <laughs> for the program to reach as far as Westmoreland, it must have had some beginning there right at Harbour Street. All right, so we are speaking with Ms. Sandrina Davis. She is the Chief Executive Officer of the Grace and Staff Community Development Foundation. She's telling us about the foundation, how it works, and how persons are chosen for uh, the programs that they offer. We're going to take a break now. 
from Impact in Jamaica, and we will be right back. John John, I know you're in there. I want to when lights are come back. I know Pinky this time. Akeisha. Akeisha, just like me tell Pinky. Give GPS your number and then we'll send your text with them things here. So you can't stop, knock my door. What you mean? DM or call JPS and tell them to add your phone number to your account and you will know everything all the time. You're not for Send your current contact information and always be in the know. Visit jpsgo.com for more info. Grace has been part of some special moments over the years. Helping to make them, well, more memorable. Even when they're a little bit unexpected. And with 100 years of great taste behind us, you can be sure we'll be making even more moments for 100 years to come. Grace, taste that moves you. Searching for a one-stop solution to all your facility's maintenance needs? Visit Manpower Maintenance Services Sales and Distribution Center. We stock a wide range of COVID-19 washroom cleaning and other supplies, gardening tools, chemicals, and more. Our experts are always ready to give you the best advice. Manpower Maintenance Services Sales and Distribution Center, 14 Collins Green Avenue, Kingston, Freeport Commercial Center, Montego Bay, and 33 Ward Avenue, Mandeville. Visit or call us today, 876-920-47215. Thank you for staying with us on Impact in Jamaica. We are speaking with Sandrina Davis. She is the Chief Executive Officer at the Grace and Staff Community Development Foundation. Uh, Sandrina, thank you for staying with us. No problem, no problem at all. Happy to be here still. All right. The Grace and Staff Community Development Foundation is committed to empowering individuals within our communities, and they're delivering quite a number of programs that are done through a dedicated team of volunteers and partners focused on improving the quality of life for persons in different communities. All right, Sandrina, tell us how inspiring is your partnership with the students, the families, the teachers, and even the volunteers? Well, Keisha, um, we, we see the Grace and Staff group as just one large family. For every time we add a student to our support program, for every time we meet a senior, every time we are invited to support something at a school or a church, we believe that they're not added to our family. So it's a large family um, and the ongoing partnership has been super rewarding. And just like, you know, everything in life, there are challenges. We're, we're not by any means saying that there is a smooth road. Many of the communities that we serve have issues with crime and violence. Um, and sometimes there are issues with attrition. However, based on the fact that we are like a family, we've been able to identify that this is mutually beneficial. A lot of times I think for the work that is done in our in our space in the foundation sphere, that we think we're helping others only, but we get help as well. And so as we are pouring into the lives of those who need us the most, there is a fulfilling um, return as it were that comes back to the team and filters in through the organization. When we see our students perform and do well and produce good results, whether academically or in their sporting disciplines, um, and when we see that 
what they have done has been able to move their families in a positive direction and to advance their socioeconomic status, um, it really, really warms our heart. Or we have volunteers who's be, who've been volunteering for over 20 years with the foundation. And, and when we look at the work of our volunteers who are not on staff, who don't get a salary, but they believe in their communities and they believe in the development of their communities. That also, you know, gives us a sense of 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 surety that we are achieving our goals. Um, that the return on the investment that is being made is is varied, and that this partnership can continue for a very long time. I mean, Grace Candy is 100 years, Grace and staff is 43 years. We believe that as we continue to have this kind of collaborative effort to building communities, that we can continue for years to come. All right, so we have a punch there for continuation for the future. All right, so since you have been at the helm of the foundation, um, can you give us a, a testimonial or so that stands out for you, you know, on some of the projects that you have worked on? Well, um, there are two, but I'm going to start with one because it's a little unique in and of itself. It was a new project um, that the foundation embarked upon in, in 2022. And it was a project called Youth Boost, a youth crime prevention strategy that was designed by Dr. Curtis Sweeney, who is our counseling psychologist here. And we collaborated with FHI 360, which is a, an arm of USAID on this project. And what we wanted to do was to build pro-social behaviors and divert medium to high-risk young men from criminal options. But we're gonna do this through a unique way, which was through cognitive behavioral therapy or CBT, as people would call it. Now, for those who don't know, CBT is evidence-based psychological intervention, right? And there is evidence that it has been successful in crime prevention um, because it, it helps people to evaluate their thoughts and it helps them to develop different ways and rational perspectives of making decisions. So this was new for us, new territory, and we chose 20 young men from Majestic Gardens to work with, and we split them in two groups of 10, um, the first group was ages 14 to 19, and these were guys who had dropped out of high school. And then the other group was ages 20 to 29. And so the first group, all the high school dropouts, by the end of the program, um, we only had nine of them. So one had left altogether, but eight of the nine went back to high school and started to attend high school regularly. And they had less problems with with behaviors and less fights. And we got those reports directly from the deans of disciplines at the school and so on. Um, the other group, they were very, 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 I think we were concerned about if they were gonna be engaged right throughout the process, but this, the cognitive behavioral therapy aspect worked really well for the adult young men. And we could see how they were managing their anger better. Um, the highlight for me is, you know, when a girlfriend came to office because she wanted to meet whoever was responsible for the transformation she was seeing in her partner. I don't, I, I wasn't the person that was responsible for it, but I took, I took some of the, the credit, but the team worked really well with these young men. Those, the adult group also, we sent them to Excelsior Community College to get certification in construction. And then we had them participate in an internship with some construction companies that partnered with us. And I think that project itself will always be significant to me for a couple of reasons. One, we learned that sometimes you can do massive things with smaller groups. 
Because a lot of times we want things to be amplified. You know, we want to talk about the thousands and the hundreds. But what we were able to do with these 20 young men in, in cohorts of 10 and 10 was very significant. And the change we are sure will be lasting because we continue to follow up with them. And secondly, I started a Grace and Staff Spotlight series where we had some video conversations with past, past beneficiaries. And those are on um, Grace Candy Group's YouTube channel. And you, you get a chance to hear the students, well, now college graduates themselves sharing the level of impact that the foundation and its staff and its team has had on them. I think those two are like major standouts for me so far. And I anticipate that there'll be many more um, as I go along my journey with, with, with Grace and Staff Community Development Foundation. So listening to the stories, watching the young men grow and develop, I mean, just, just all of that makes me sure that we're playing our part in advancing the welfare of the whole human race. Those projects really seem to have been done in a timely manner and also have been done very well based on the feedback, you know, someone turning up at your office to say, you know, there's been a massive change here. Who did this? <laughs> All right. So we're going to look at, um, you know, we're going to close now, but I want you to tell me how important is the work of the foundation in transforming the lives of Jamaicans? I mean, I think that the 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 idea of, of, of everybody understanding that we can all play a part, whether it's a small part or a large part, is critical to moving our country forward, right? Um, we're in a space now where everybody wants to see immediate results. But what we really need is persons who are willing to chip away at the rock bit by bit, every day consistently until the change starts to take shape. And I think Grace and Staff Community Development Foundation has been continuously chipping away at the, the blocks that are holding back the communities. And we are seeing it taking shape. The foundation continues to play an integral role in nation building. Um, and I want to just say for every foundation that that is exactly what we're doing. We are helping in ways that you cannot imagine. So. Nelson Mandela said that the power of education extends beyond the development of skills we need for economic success. It can contribute to nation building and reconciliation. We have seen we're investing in the education of young men and young women that that totally correlates with building Jamaica and you know staving off some people going into crime and going into violence. As we contribute to thousands of persons every year, um, we realize that our impact is spanning generations. We're changing the trajectory of lives for some, which means that ripple effect will happen for their, their, their other um, family members. And when we witness the beneficiaries transition into jobs and being entrepreneurs or going overseas to do well in different areas, we are very, 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 very convinced that foundational work is linked and is critical to transforming transforming Jamaica. I feel like Grace, Grace and Staff Community Development Foundation is like a best kept secret, right? Mm -hmm. Except within the communities that we serve because they know about us. But largely, some people are still not aware. And I mean, Grace, Grace Kennedy has two foundations. So that, that kind of accounts for some of that. But in 2022 alone, you know, we leaned into 
supporting medical medical emergency projects. We were able to support nine of those. We assisted 14 early childhood schools across seven parishes in the island. Um, we went on some school tours during youth month um, and we visited 43 schools this year. And, you know, we, we, we supported community projects. We had over 700 counseling sessions. We distributed over 900 food, food baskets to persons. And one of the things that our chairman is most proud of is that we have 1,333 students enrolled on our tuition assistance program. Our tuition assistance takes up a chunk of our budget, but this year, 51 million Jamaican dollars to be exact. Um, and so I, I feel a sense of humility, but also a sense of pride as I talk about the work of the foundation. We are certainly, if I can quote again, contributing to Jamaica being the place of choice for people to live, to work, to raise families, and to do business. We have been speaking with uh, Sandrina Davis. She is the Chief Executive Officer of the Grace and Staff Community Development Foundation. And she shared with us today the work of the foundation. Thank you so much for joining us on Impact of Jamaica, Sandrina. Yes, thank you for having me. Really appreciate the, the opportunity. Impact in Jamaica is powered by the Philip and Christine Gore Family Foundation, Manpower and Maintenance Services Limited, the Jamaica Public Service Company, Red Stripe, Kyramed, and Proven Investments Limited. If you or anyone you know is involved with projects and activities that excite, motivate, and encourage, send us an email to impactingjamaica at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Do join us again for another in the series on Google Podcast, Audible, Spotify, Podcast Addict, and Stitcher. You can also visit us at impactingjamaica.com.